lot to get to in this 4 o'clock hour. Some big news in or involving Twin Cities sports figures. The death of Tavares Jackson last night, former Vikings quarterback. And the fact that Dalvin Cook, it could only hurt his cause. Only help his cause. Help is the right word here. And hurt the Vikings cause. That Christian McCaffrey gets a new four-year, $64 million deal with the Panthers today. That news started flowing just as our show started last hour. Chris Thomason, St. Paul Pioneer Press, will join us in 20 minutes. Vikings beat writer on both of those topics, plus Carl Anthony Towns. His mother passes away at the age of 61 after a three-week bout with coronavirus and having been in a medically-induced coma. It hits hard. It hits fast, and it's hitting South Dakota fast. We had our biggest spike in one 24-hour period overnight uh, with 138 new cases, uh, over 650 now in the state, uh, over 850 in the state, and uh, 650 or so right here in Minnehaha County. And uh, Mayor Paul Hankin wants a stay-at-home order in this city after all of that the last few days. So there's been some unsettling news uh, locally and in our regional sports world. And uh, those are a couple things to easily give thumbs down because they're all bummers. Um, but we also have plenty of thumbs up from our weekend of sports. Craig, it, it is something we've been doing on this show ever since it started. It's because someone, some team, some sports issue deserve a pat on the back for a job well done or maybe it's a kick in the keister we call it craig and john's thumbs up thumbs down go right ahead you lead off you know i normally don't watch uh, replays of games i could care less who won the super bowl this year last year and there's a replay of this but i may have to go against that uh, tonight because they have uh a classic on Monday Night Football tonight. Brett Favre's first game against the Packers as a Minnesota Viking. Might have to pull that one in tonight just to get a little smile smile on my face. Jared Allen had a big night. Brett Favre did okay. Aaron Rodgers got sacked, what, five times or something like that. I may have to just uh, re-watch that tonight, just to get a little smile on my face. One of the great Vikings wins of all time uh, because of its meaning. Anytime you beat the Packers in whatever is a big game, whoever determines what big games are, that's a huge win. What I remember most was not what happened in the game, but what happened in the locker room after the game in the Minnesota Vikings celebration. Well... A couple things did, but I'll give you the audio of the first. I told Percy I'd do this. Not to win. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Let's go. Break you down. Come on, Jerry. Woo! That's only one. We got two more. Let's go. Spikes on three. One, two, three. Yeah. And that game that they're playing tonight, this was the game that followed... Because a week before that Packer game was the uh, San Francisco game with the Vikings with their last-second heroics to Greg Lewis, who uh, only caught one pass ever in his life, and uh, that was the one uh, that he made with Brett Favre. So, uh, and that made the Vikings 4-0, you know, after the Packer win. So, anyway, so I might have to catch that uh, tonight. 
Yeah. So is this a, is this the one that was at Lambo or the one that was home? This would be the one in the Metrodome. Okay. Because the a month later they went to Lambo. Yeah, the thirty-eight twenty-six to win at Lambo was probably more memorable simply because it was far returning to Lambo Field as a Viking and an extremely surreal and for them uh, unsettling scene at Lambo Field and the fact that Brett Favre lit them up twice within the first eight games of that twenty oh nine season. So the pants on the ground celebration and giving Jared Allen a big old slap on the behind. I, that was the road game, but that uh, well, by the way, is still there. Yeah, both. The, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't screw around with Brett Favre in the locker room. So, okay, so the the one that is showing tonight is the Metrodome win, thirty to twenty three, Minnesota Vikings win. The Green Bay win was thirty eight twenty six on the road. Yes, and uh, okay, cool. The, the, another thing that happened to it after the game, the one in Lambeau is. It was an afternoon game. It was the America's Game of the Week on Fox, Buck and Aikman. And afterward, you know, they went to the studio with Howie and Jimmy and the guys. And they decided to have a look-in on the Vikings locker room, whatever they were doing at the time. And uh, I'll just put it this way. There's a tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. All you have to do is Google Vashante Shanko. And one of the things Vashante Shanko was most known for in his career happened in uh, in the Vikings locker room as the Fox cameras cut there just a little too soon. It was, uh, let's just call it a very big moment for Vashante Shanko. Sports Talk with Craig and John. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230 and KWSN.com. So Craig gives us a thumbs up about what's going to happen tonight with a Vikings-Packers replay. Along those lines, a thumbs up to Jim Nance and especially to Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson over the weekend. I think choosing some good past masters to show, I think that's the way you handle a masters without a masters over the weekend. You give people some masters, hardcore golfers like me, mark this on the calendar for a while. It's the first major in several months, the first major of the year, just like opening day for and spring training, for that matter, for baseball fans, it is the sign of the rite of passage of spring, and it's visuals of a place where spring has already sprung. And it's also the best golf tournament on earth with just its setting and the stage and the dramatic moments throughout history. And so to have anything else but to show two of the best wins of all time, wouldn't have been a very good idea, uh, but they really couldn't do anything else. It's not like you're going to fly your commentators into Augusta and sit there and talk uh, and not be socially distant. So they had a replay on Saturday of Phil Mickelson, one of the best masters ever. I'd put it in the top five when he finally won his first major after so many years of being a bridesmaid and choking down the stretch in other majors. He was 34 years old, and uh, as Craig mentioned, that two-inch leap the highest vertical of his life when he drilled the winning putt at 18. If he missed that putt, it went into a playoff, and he won quite a thrilling down-to-the-wire tilt with the likes of, I think it was Ernie Els, Jim Furyk was in it, um, but Phil shot a 31 on the back. So like Jack Nicholson, 86, he just scorched the earth on the back, and uh, the roars were just as deafening as you could imagine they were. And so both that and Tiger Woods's win for the ages at age 43 the comeback kid last year 
both cases, uh, they mainly were just showing the, the rebroadcast of the back nine, but they also brought Phil and Tiger in to walk us through what was going in their mind on some of their biggest shots and putts of those back nines. For a golf geek like me, I'm like you, Craig. This is basically the first replay sporting event I have given any time to since this whole quarantine started about a month ago. I, I, I watched the overtime of that Kentucky-Duke game that first weekend. Everybody was kind of doing this. Uh, I know I had several opportunities as a Chiefs fan to watch the most recent Super Bowl, but that was a torturous game for me most of the time. I, the, only time the only parts of that I'd watch again are the final seven minutes where the Chiefs actually did something. Uh, but most of that night I was just on edge and nervous and kind of tormented because the Chiefs were losing. In this case, though, those were two of the most enjoyable Masters wins of all time, and that was a good way to get the fix. And Phil, you're going to expect to be insightful. That guy can't shut up. Um, Tiger was, you know, he's a cyborg, so the bar is pretty low. But him getting emotional one year later about seeing his son and seeing his mom walking off the 18th hole, and more so his visuals as he was walking after almost hole, hitting a hole-in-one on 16 to kind of cement his victory... Uh, and the whole giant amphitheater around Augusta's 16th green going berserk as uh, the shot was in the air and he was uh, getting a standing ovation walking through his putt. That was really cool stuff. And so thumbs up to CBS on that production. Did you catch any of it? Did not. Okay. Did not. <laughs> All right. You, viewers had a choice to watch that or uh, Super Bowl with New England and New York or Game 7 with the Cavs and the Warriors and I've... Seen them all. Yeah. Done gotcha. it. Did it. I watched and said, uh, well, I watched uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 instead, <laughs> which okay. was awesome. Wait a second. Okay. That was awesome. Okay. This is an, another interesting glimpse. I, I'm glad you're uh, kind of peeling away the layers of the somewhat enigma that is Craig Maddock away from the microphone in these recent weeks about uh, you know what you're doing with your time. So you're a guy, and I'm with you. I don't really uh, watch much of these uh, replays. I was indulgent on Tiger yesterday. I didn't watch Phil on Saturday. Um, so you, you famously do not like movies, right? You don't I don't, like. I don't watch movies. You don't watch movies, and, and just but remind I, people why watch, you don't watch movies. I watch movies where there's uh, three guys commenting on what's going on in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> making fun I of enjoy it. enjoy that. Yeah. Make, and making fun of it, because they're bad movies to begin with. <laughs> they're really bad. I mean, oh. really bad, which makes them funny. Right. Especially when you got three guys who are comedians on what's going on in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's what that mis- is awesome. That's what Mystery Science Theater 3000 was. It was an early 90s show on Comedy Central that I don't know yeah, if anyone... Mid-80s to yeah. the late 80s. Yep, yep. Oh, it was early was 90s awesome. as well. I remember. I was in, I was in junior high. I, I, I watched a lot of that, uh, you know, because I had no <laughs> friends or social life. So, yeah, Mystery Science Theater 3000 kept... It was It, awesome. it, it was kind of like... Uh, it spawned... It was basically an idea that MTV took to another level with Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead, a classic show, was a ripoff of Mystery Science Theater 3000, but it was funnier, and it was a cartoon, and it was two teenage kids, um, and and it was brilliant. And it was by Mike Judge, the guy who did The Simpsons and created The Simpsons and a couple other, you know, awesome shows of the era. But, uh, yeah, Mystery Science Theater 3000, um, I would not guess that would be up there on Craig Maddox's oh, yeah. viewing menu, but 
I feel a little closer to you now because I am also a big fan of that show. We actually have found something in common. Uh, your chance to give us your thumbs up, thumbs down from the weekend of sports or just plain quarantining since they're... Technically, is no new sports to commentate. Three three six twelve thirty three three six one two three zero. Thumbs down to the firing of one of my favorite NFL analysts, and for that matter, over the course of the last couple decades, college football analysts before he was an NFL analyst, and that is Dan Fouts. Reportedly, CBS is dropping him. Uh, making a change on its number two broadcast team. And uh, Fouts, who's turning 69, so he is getting long in the tooth. Uh, contract up at the end of the season. And uh, CBS, I believe, has hired Charles Davis. That's what uh, Dan Patrick said earlier today. That Charles Davis, who I like. I like Charles Davis. Yeah, I like Charles. Yeah. But I don't like him at the expense of Dan Fouts. I don't know why... I don't think there was anything old about Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts has a relatively casual approach to analyzing while still allowing me to learn more about the plays and the games that I would have been able to would not have been able to gather. He's far better at it than Booger McFarlane on Monday nights. He's far better at it than Captain Obvious Troy Aikman. And I think he's better at it than Charles Davis. As much as I like Charles Davis as a human, Dan Faust just seems like a guy you're sitting there at a bar with a beer. He just happens to be a Hall of Fame quarterback who's breaking down the plays for you, and he's excellent doing it on the radio with Ian Eagle. So, uh, plus, you know, it's just really sad because uh, he, uh, he is one of the more memorable football color commentators in a funny movie. Remember The Water Boy? Did you even see The Water Boy? Yes, I have seen the yeah. Uh, you know, he basically did, up, he played himself, but he was on college football games with Brent Musburger at the time in the late 90s. And, you know, he, he, he doubled as both himself and just kind of the goober color commentator. Uh, and for a while played the foil with Brent Musburger. Last game of the year, Brent can't hold anything back now. I know. Last game of the <laughs> And then got his revenge when he finally said, shut up, Brent. So that made him a hero to a lot of us, Dan Fouts, because uh, especially Husker fans who had Brent Musburger call so enthusiastically so many torturous Husker losses from the 1980s and some of the 90s to have Dan Fouts tell him to shut up in a major motion picture involving Adam Sandler. You know, that endeared all of us to Dan Fouts. So hopefully he gets work somewhere else because I really like his work and I'm sad that he got fired. I like Dan Fouts, too. Yeah. I do, too. Uh, any more thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, thumbs down because it's illegal and dangerous, but it's also an amazing feat. There is a new record of a cannonball run from New York to Los Angeles. It happened just over a week ago. Now, the people involved have not come forward, but they drove from New York to L.A., which is a distance of just under 3,000 miles. If you went by the law, it would normally take you over 45 hours to drive straight from New York to L.A. But these guys did it in 26 hours and 38 minutes. That would mean the duo traveled on average 103 miles an hour from New York to Los Angeles. Damn. They drove an Audi. They drove an Audi for the event. Should have taken Gaskin's car. Could have gotten better mileage. That's right. Way, they had, Honda uh, Fit. They had, they had two marine fuel tanks in the trunk to extend its uh, 
range between Phillips. But there you go. You got a couple of uh, doofuses in an Audi going 103 miles an hour from uh, New York to L.A. to try to beat the Cannonball Run record. Well, at least they did it at a time where it's a little bit safer on the road because the roads are so unpopulated with cars with supposedly everybody or most people staying at home. Did, did it have the average speed, by the way, that they went there? 103 miles an hour. 103 miles an hour the whole time. Well, that's not that bad. I mean, I, you know, that's I've... That's slow on I-80 in Nebraska. <laughs> that's that's slow on I-90 and I-29 in South Dakota where you can go 80. Uh, okay, that's impressive. What Do you have any, like, uh, stories that you're proud of where you got from point A to point B in a really short amount of time when you were cutting it close or uh, uh, trying to, or you needed to get somewhere quickly and you burned a little rubber? Uh, not recently. Okay. All right. Uh, no, no. I think we all, though, try to get across the state as fast as we can. And even faster when we're coming back from Rapid City. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes, we do. We sure do. I once went to Medford, Oregon, uh, where I had lived and worked for two and a half years, but had finished, finished my work out there, not voluntarily, uh, to uh, get back to life in Nebraska. I was about 25 years old, and I was really depressed unemployed and it took me about only 27 hours never stopped and slept anywhere i and i don't think i pu- i pulled over when i got to western wyoming after about 12 15 hours uh i i had breakfast when the sun came up at a diner and then maybe took a little cat nap in my car but i was rather proud of that 27 hours no hotels uh no prolonged uh, naps wouldn't that recommend it shocking to me but you stopped every 10 minutes to go to the oh, bathroom oh that's very good well done yes no <laughs> Actually, I think pretty sure it was the first time in my life I tried the old empty uh, pop bottle uh, to make. Oh, it, you know, oh it was boy. really, uh, you know, I just wanted to get back as soon as possible, even though that, that really is I a very. Was playing that day? No, no, no. I mean, well, no, this was post. This is 21st century, Craig. So there were uh, there no reason very few Husker games worth getting back to see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and by the way, one final thumbs up, and then we'll get to Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press to talk a lot of Vikings. Uh, thumbs up, I just finished it. Dick Bremer's book. Uh, it's called Game Used, My Life in Stitches. If you're a Twins fan, you got to get it. Uh, it's, his own, it's his own perspective from all the biggest moments in Twins history. He's lived them all, whether as a kid growing up in the 60s when they went to a couple World Series or as the broadcaster of the team for basically the last 40 years. And he has a lot of humor and a lot of crazy stories and situations you wouldn't expect the very kind of professional, I wouldn't say uptight, but buttoned up Dick Bremer to be in. It was an enjoyable read, and we're going to have Dick on the show tomorrow. Dick Bremer on the show tomorrow, 5 o'clock on a Tuesday. Chris Thomason has authored a lot of stories on the Minnesota Vikings, including one he's working on today with testimonials from those who played with or against Tavares Jackson, the Vikings quarterback who passed away in a car accident last night. And Chris will share what he's learned, uh, plus uh, his opinion on what's next for Dalvin Cook. Now that Christian McCaffrey has a $16 million a day contract a for year. four years. to yeah, or A day would be something else. That would be, uh, yes. That'd be your kind of money. But no, uh, it's just uh, per year. Chris Thomason next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230 and KWSN.com. Can't hear the show on the radio? No problem. We're always live at kwsn.com and on the free, easy-to-download KWSN mobile app.